Hello, my friends. Thanks so much for being here today. Uh, the month of November is always, has always been, for me, kind of one of those uh, uh, thoughtful, emotional-type months where I actually start thinking about all the things that I'm grateful for, mostly because of the month of Thanksgiving. Uh, I love that holiday <laughs> for many reasons. And uh, Veterans Day, uh, being in the month of November. I've had uh, a couple of sons that have served in the military, and I got one more that's uh, going to be serving for the next 20 years. Uh, so my three boys I'm so grateful for and so proud of. And I have no idea where this podcast is going to lead, <laughs> but it's going to be a fun one, I promise you that. We begin our podcast right there. Computers are live. Mixer is up. Levels are good. Equalizer is good. Ready channels one and two. Mike is live in three, two, one, roll it. Welcome listeners to the My Practice, My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice, My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. To start with, I want to apologize uh, for missing last week. I appreciate all the phone calls that came in and said, Hey, uh, Rob, are you okay? We didn't get a podcast from you last week. You've been uh, so uh, true and faithful every week uh, putting out a podcast we listen to uh, during our lunch breaks or on my way home or wherever you might be. And I just want to thank all those who actually called to make sure I was still alive and okay. We've been so blessed at My Practice, My Business, uh, and, and it's just been phenomenal, uh, both in, in so many aspects. And I told you that this podcast is going to be, this whole month is going to be uh, the, the podcasts of gratitude. And, and it's so exciting for us, uh, Tracy and I, and Dave and Michael, and, and all the team uh, at MPMB, we're just grateful for all of you who have who have trusted us to teach you and, and for all you docs that have, that have made that leap of faith to go, gosh, I've been burned by so many other consulting firms of paying thousands of dollars and getting nothing. And I keep telling you guys, that is not what we are about here. That is not our thought leadership. And you're going to walk away from this training with your, with, with your eyes wide open, your jaws dragging off the ground and that's the kind of fun that we have with teams. And we just got done training a couple of teams uh, uh, just two weeks ago. And they're, it happened. both of them happened to be in uh, Utah County. We've uh, been training a lot of teams from uh, Washington and Montana, uh, Idaho. And, um, and it's kind of funny to actually get a couple right here from our home state. But... Every single one of you team members that come through our training and those of you that I hope come through our training, it's fun to see the excitement in your, in your faces. And I want to start out with by saying I, I, walked, I walked past the, uh, if you guys that come out to training, you know that my dental practice, uh, there's just a, a doorway between my dental practice and the MPMB training facility. And it's fun because Tracy and I, my beautiful wife, we get to work together, but <laughs> you know, some days it's like, did we even say hi to each other? Because I'm doing dentistry and she's over on the other side uh, working with all of you. And, but I went over there for a few minutes and got to just sit down and, and she was on the phone uh, as usual. And so we still don't get a talk. And she was talking with 
she was on a three-way call with one of our clients, uh, the office manager of one of our clients, and um, and an insurance company, and her. So it was a three-way call, and, and I was just sat there and I listened in on the conversation, and I just looked at Tracy and I'm like, "Where in the world did you get those skills to be able to to not be rude to the insurance?" carrier or the insurance rep, because that gets us nowhere. But to be able to have the knowledge base that she has to be able to go in and and go to battle with the newly trained office manager, when I say newly trained, anybody that's within a three to six month window is still learning the ropes of the things we teach and train them on. And they just keep getting better and better and better. And so those three-way calls uh, with, with OMs that that uh, uh, have an experience like needing to defend a procedure on an EOB, um, it, it, it's like you, until you have that experience, you, you don't know quite what to do. The training will will teach you. And then some some of the office managers that, that have been around for a long time, they're like, oh, my gosh, I've got this. That's fantastic information. I can, I can make that happen with, you know, without even you know, blinking an eye. And so those are the kinds of things that we look at uh, with, our, <laughs> with the offices we train, and they know that they can call Tracy at any time and say, hey, I've got a tough one. Can you help me? So Tracy takes this three-way call, and, and literally, I don't know of any better words to say, but um, she, she wins a battle. And now that office manager that went through the training now knows what she needs to do to win that same battle each and every time it might come up. And I, as she hung up the phone, she, go, she you know, just gives me the look and goes, yes, <laughs> another battle won. And another office that now knows the truth about, how, about billing and how to offer value-added service and how to get the insurance company to not say you have to write it off. And I just looked at her and I, was just, I just had that moment of, of pride and gratitude and humility because I couldn't do what she does all day, every day. I just was like, that is amazing. What you just shared with that office manager and one of our clients is so invaluable. And I just loved it. I was, I, I, it was just such an awe moment. And I started thinking to myself, what is it that we do at my practice, my business? What What is the... If you could define what we do, I, there's so much that we teach on. It's so hard to define exactly what we do. So I, I kind of like wrote down a couple of things. So we teach dentists and their teams, and some of you out there, they're listening. I know you've been through our training. You're going to laugh, okay? We teach dental technologies and the procedures that go with them and how to get paid fairly for those procedures, instead of the doc and the team paying for their patient's dentistry. Now, that's kind of an interesting concept when I said, and the team, because as people come through training, let's, let's, I mean, you guys out there listening, there's only so much carrying capacity that a practice has before they either have to expand and accrue more debt and overhead uh, hire an associate, there's only so much that a doc can do. There's only so much that, that of revenue that 
a doc can consistently produce until they're at maximum capacity. So if your wages haven't gone up, it's because you're running at maximum capacity. And in order for you to get a raise, well, the company, you have to be valuable enough to obtain that raise. Team members, office managers, assistants, hygienists, raises shouldn't just come arbitrarily because you've been there forever. It just doesn't work that way in dentistry. If a, if a doc increases your wages, it does come out of his or her paycheck, and they don't like that either. Then they end up resenting you. But what's fun is, is point two of what we teach dentists and their teams. We, we teach office manager, office managerial, I should say, and front office skills to simplify protocols and engage third-party payers, known as dental insurance companies, so that you, team members, can be paid more fairly for the dental services that you provide in addition to what the doctor provides. Most OMs, office managers, and front office personnel, because there's many different uh, types of front office people in many offices, they all come through the, the beginning of the week training. So funny. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, Thursday until uh, about noon, we have the office managers and, and the docs will send, well, gosh, you know, I got three front office people and I've got, you know, three assistants. Okay, we'll just have one of the assistants hold down the fort. So that week is like that they're gone. They're, everybody's like, it's a love-hate relationship. They can't wait to join the rest of the team on Thursday and Friday for training. And they go, oh, my gosh, that was the worst ever. We missed our front office people. And, you know, you front office people should, you know, feel grateful that they, they love you and miss you. But, but most office managers, they come to our trainings with attitudes, in, in quotes, I'm going to say, and, and where they're quickly humbled with our attitude adjustment training and graduate with a whole new attitude of dental business training they've never before seen or experienced in the whole field of dentistry. And most important, they are able to increase not only theirs, but the entire team's paychecks as, as they take ownership of their new skills and business development that we teach them at MPMB. Is there any wonder why these office managers, I see it every single week of training. They love their instructor, Tracy, for teaching them all the stuff that, that they walk away with. And I just, it's like so amazing to see these team members walk away with skills and abilities that they've never had before. And these are office managers that have been in the field for, you know, 400 years. And they... They think, they really believe, ah, there's nothing new that can be trained. That's why they come with attitudes. And then we, we have this little attitude adjustment that happens and the, this degree of humility that hits them. And then they are like, this is not the training I thought we were going to get. This is way different. Oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Look, we're able to, able to gently battle insurance companies, and now we know how to win battles. That's the kind of stuff that we do. Now... That's kind of a, a fun little take on, on what I've seen over the last uh, several years and, and just so grateful for the, uh, the explosion of growth that we have had uh, 
this year and already going into the next quarter. And the reason why I believe is it's because of our thought leadership. We, we want to help practices. And we actually, I had a doc ask the other day before he started training up, what happens when we're done after the week, you know? Uh, you will be talking with us on a regular basis. Don't worry about it. And he's like, are you serious? It doesn't just end there? No, it doesn't. Do I have to pay more? No. <laughs> you, pay, you pay for the training. We are behind you 100% all the way. But the most important thing is we teach, we teach uh, team development. <laughs> we teach with edge. We explain how to do these things. We, we uh, demonstrate how to do these things. Then we guide you how to do these things. And then we enable you to do them without us being there. And, and then we're calling you after we haven't heard from you for six months. We're calling you, hey, you guys okay? <laughs> the first six months, we're on the phone with your front, and I'm getting texts from the docs. Gosh, I just got a text from a doc again the other day. He's like, oh, my gosh, Rob, we got CAD cam, and you're not going to believe how much more money we're making with this technology. And I'm not talking about a, no lab bills and stuff like that. Oh, no, we teach you how to offer choice, which all of you listening, we teach you how to offer choice with CAD CAM. And we teach you, oh, there's so many materials. Now, that leads me into the other thing I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for dental technology. And I'm grateful to, I've been doing this a long time, people. I'm, I'm not, you know, just this young dentist who's got this crazy company. No, I've been practicing. I graduated from UOP in 1989. And I've been doing this... Uh, for quite a while, um, I, I, did, I did graduate when I was 26 years of age. Uh, mo- many of my patients uh, teased me about being like Doogie Hauser. It took me a whole another 10 years to get the zits off my forehead and, and to build credibility with my patients because you look so young. And now I look at some of you out there, and I wasn't the youngest in my class. Oh, my gosh, we had this young lady that sat across from me, and she, was, she graduated with her doctorate at uh, 20, 24 years of age. And I was like, that, I think she's 24. She might have been 23. What, just a super sharp, super smart young lady. And it was so fun to, you know, to be in that group at UOP that we were with in such a fun, diverse group. Anyway, it, it's like, uh, it took me years to build that credibility to look old enough to be able to diagnose somebody with oral cancer or to tell them they needed a root canal, whatever it might be. It, 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 the struggle was real, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I digress. Let's go back to <laughs> let's go back to um, digital technology. So this week, <laughs> I it's I, I I get trained on Sarek. All right, I've had CAD CAM forever. I had uh, uh, PlanMecca's E4D system for, gosh, I don't know, eight plus years, and loved it. Great technology, great, great machine, great milling system. And, but when I, as many of you know, when I looked at PrimeScan, I'm like, this is sick. Oh my gosh, this technology is amazing. And, you know, we, we dabble uh, with aligners from time to time, and now we see uh, you could just mail order aligners. Uh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> I, I definitely want my teeth being moved by a healthcare professional, actually watching them being moved, but whatever the market will bear, I guess, right? We'll see how the ADA lawsuit against them and, and see how they, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll see how they do through time. Um, 
but uh, you know, orthodontic movement. I love doing class one type movement of rotated teeth, and and that's where I feel comfortable in using aligners. Well, PrimeScan does aligners, and and that's going to be for a whole nother podcast. But let me tell you the first the first patient I used my PrimeScan on, it was a bridge. It was a bridge that that uh, he needed from uh, uh, tooth numbers four to six. I had the guy from, from 3M come in uh, several weeks ago, and he showed me uh, the new bridge technology that they had and the, the color and translucency of the zirconia products that they came out with this year. And it's, it, it's going to look like child's play compared to the technology that we see coming out in 2020 when it comes to uh, zirconia and being transparent and beautiful and main, while maintaining strength. At least that's what we've been told. But he showed me this bridge, and, I, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me because they've always been chalky white. They've always been gross and ugly, and you could get away with them in the posterior teeth. That's why I, never, I, I just didn't make that switch. Uh, really to get the oven to be able to do bridges with my, with my uh, older system. And then, and, and so I, I'm like going, I'm, I, I was talking to uh, Eric, our rep from Ivaclar. They've got technologies coming down the tracks. And of course, I talked to our 3M rep and, and, and even what Serona has coming down the tracks here, hopefully next year. Um, it's amazing. And so I had this patient come in they needed a bridge. I scanned the bridge. I scanned it, and I built it, and I was completely done in just over 80 minutes. Now, people, single units on CAD CAM typically will take about just, just about an hour from the time you scan it in, in my old system, okay? <laughs> Not talking about PrimeScan with Sarek. So, I, I took in, uh, my patients are used to waiting about an hour. Well, Waiting an hour and a half to receive a three-unit bridge? It's like, Rob, put a movie on for me. I'm happy. I'll stay here. Patients love having their restorations done in the same day. So I took this patient, and I looked at him. I'm like, uh, and, and the rep, I had never milled one. It was like, this is, I am pioneering this technology. And some of you out there, Sarek, are laughing at me going, yeah, we do this all the time. But Okay, you got to just remember the day of excitement like I had just this past couple of weeks, all right? So I, I, I took and I, I milled it in A2. The shade wasn't quite right. So I switched to a, a, a D shade and milled it and crushed it. It was unbelievable. And being able to, you know, go ahead and put the stain right on the, right on the bridge and then spray the glaze over the top of the stain, it was like, perfect. The patient was happy. I was happy. They've got a super strong bridge in there and I created it. I watched that mill, just mill that chalk of, of uh, zirconia. And now everybody's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people, I just want you to know, I owned a dental lab years ago and we were in the state of Utah. We were the second or third dental lab to actually have, I think we were the third, to have a, uh, a, a zircon machine, a zirconia milling machine in, the, in, the, in dentistry. And it was, you know, these new blocks are like, they, they go 25% bigger than the actual uh, size when they're, when they're first uh, milled. And then the oven will shrink them down to perfect 
to a perfect fit. Well, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I need to probably research it out. But I swear the originals were like 100% the size of, the, of what they were, and then it shrunk it down. I was like blown away. I was so This was like such cool technology many, many years ago. And now it's right in our offices. Is that amazing? I'm grateful. I am grateful for dentistry. I'm grateful to see all these, these advances in technology that are coming along. And then we, we, had, uh, we had another training on all the types of materials that are out there, all the different, you know, the, and, and so it's like you can literally give a baseline crown or an upgraded crown right out of the mill again. It's, it, we did that before with lava, and lava kind of fell on its face. Having said that, people, I know a lot of people are like, oh, lava's broke left and right. I've got a ton of patients out there with, with the, well, not a ton, because most everybody will choose the upgrade. But when I say a ton, I've got like six or seven patients with lava crowns out there, and they haven't broke. We bonded them to the tooth. We didn't use, you know, typical cement, and they're still going strong. Uh, look at what is taught in LVI. They teach uh, full, full mouth cases still with Empress. If the occlusion is perfectly balanced, then patients can use those crowns. A, a practice, I, I took over uh, Dr. Steve Lowe's practice next to me. That's actually the MPMB training facility was his practice. And uh, we gutted it out and turned it into a training facility. And in, he, would, he, did, he bonded Empress all the time. And I've got patients of his that I've had, you know, for years that are still going strong with, with a softer type crown in, the, in, in their mouth. So, ah, there's so much in technology, so much that we can do and learn about. But as for me, I, you know, it's either lithium disilicate, dis and a lot of people pronounce it disilicate. It's either lithium disilicate or zirconia for me. And, and the technologies behind those are amazing. These zirconia crowns that are coming out, they are beautiful, absolutely beautiful now compared to what they were before. Oh, and then the uh, firing process, the mill and the firing process has just reduced in, in time to where, yes, the patient can just wait for the crown. The patient doesn't have to come back later. The patient can wait for the bridge if you have enough operatories or they can go out and goof around for uh, an hour and a half and come back and have their bridge cemented. <laughs> Might be a little sensitive, but when the anesthetic is wearing off, that's what we see often too. But, oh my gosh, I am so amazed, absolutely amazed at what we can provide for our patients. Now, keep in mind, that machine, that milling, the ovens, the prime scan, you know, it's over $150,000 of technology. Should you doctor, should you team members, are you the ones to pay for that technology? Are you the ones to pay for patients' dentistry or should those costs somehow be translated to the consumer like every other business does? It's not transferred to the patient because you have no lab bill. It's not transferred to the patient because you can move faster and save and save 16 minutes and 43.9 seconds of time on a, on a day or a week or whatever. These are the selling points that the reps uh, sell you on. And I, I applaud them for, for training you or teaching you how you can save money there. 
and and how they will tell you, you know, somewhere between 15 and 17 units of Crown and Bridge is your break-even analysis. And that's what every, every rep out there is taught to teach you. Why don't you come talk to us? We'll show you how you can, your break-even analysis is between six and seven units instead of, instead of 15 to 17 units. This, these are the business principles that we're able to teach. And these are the principles that patients are willing to pay for if they understand the why, if they understand the value add of the procedure that you're doing and you're offering them. I, again, I go back to my EMS days. I remember when Utah Valley Regional Medical Center got a CT scan, <laughs> bought the, the first uh, CT out there, and that, that product was a million dollars back then, a million dollars. Okay, back in the pioneer days where I grew up, a <laughs> million dollars was worth a million dollars. And who paid for that? Were the insurance companies paying for it? No. They were charging the patients who had to have a CT scan an additional out-of-pocket fee, an additional out-of-pocket fee to have that scan. Think about that. That's what we teach you at My Practice, My Business. You do not have to pay for more expensive technology. The patient should pay for it. That's why uh, it's so fun to have our practices go through our training, and they're able to, to be paid fairly for these wonderful services that we're able to provide our patients, be paid fairly, and keep it exciting in the field of dentistry. I love dentistry. I love technology. And my patients do too. And they're willing to pay a price for that technology as they become also emotionally attached to it as I am. And one last note. Here's a shout out to all you, all you that serve in the armed forces and this wonderful special month of uh, November with Veterans Day. Thank you so much for serving. Thank you so much for the sacrifices that you and your families make uh, each and every day while you serve. So grateful for, for all of you, the military, uh, law enforcement, you know, the front lines of, of our first responders, all of you men and women, uh, we can't say thank you enough for all that you do on behalf of all of us here in the United States and for many countries abroad. Thank you again. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Practice, My Business podcast. You can find additional podcasts you may have missed that will help you with your dental practice at Apple iTunes Podcasts. And remember to become a subscriber to our podcast. Many of you have asked how to help support the My Practice, My Business podcast. If you have enjoyed the program and information you received today, the best way to help is to leave us a five-star review. Thanks again for allowing us to be a part of your day.